a podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. not aware that you could walk into a luxury hotel and just rent a conference room was not on my radar take a listen it's quiet you can't hear any sweeping in the background so it's a first for the tmba podcast free mints and water a little bit more expensive than a cafe but i'll take it i'm in bangkok this week getting set up for dcbkk i was very pumped to run into my good friend david hehemberger from WPCast.fm and FatCatApps.com. This is kind of like full circle because back in episode 50, David used to edit the show. Then he worked with us. Then he consulted for us. And then he took a downshift from his consulting practice, which was funding his lifestyle, funding his world travels. He took a downshift to focus on building a software company that he felt like would be sustainable, that would give him a long-term trajectory for success and income on the terms that he wants them. You know, he doesn't want to be serving clients anymore. He wants to be building assets. And I think a lot of you are going to find this interesting because this is an approach to software that I think non-technical people could take. You know, I often say, if you're not a software developer, heaven forbid, don't start a software company. But that's because people that have an idea, it's the next trip it for Facebook, for moms, for this, and they go into the product cave for eight months with an Indian development firm and come out 35 grand to the negative later. And how many people have we known that have done that? Watch what David's done here. He's focused on existing ecosystems and leveraging data that's available out there to determine what's going to work. He cash flowed it right out of the gate. He started small and he's funding his education. He's taking a long-term approach to this. He built a team for under a thousand bucks a month. And yeah, you know, I think you could take this approach to software if you're not highly technical. You know, David has a technical background, but I think someone with a non-technical background could take this approach. So I'm so happy that David came by and shared this story with us, how he launched and cash flowed Fat Cat apps. You know, I've had an experienced software developer that, that I respect come up to me and say, you know what, I, I looked at what David's doing with his business, and that is really cool. And I totally agree. And this is such a TMBA approach to business. I think that if you're out there wondering, like, you know, where does success come from? You know, you're looking at all these super successful people. Where does it start? I think it starts like this, the kind of mindsets, the kind of approach David's taking. If I were going to get started with a new business today, I'd be following in David's footsteps. So let's take a look at it. If you have comments or questions for David, Check them out. You can click on your phone and click comment on the show notes, or you can check out the notes on our website, tropicalmba.com slash fatcat. All right, let's get started. Let's talk first about what it is that your products do. Okay, so like the grand concept for my products is basically help marketers or business owners in one way or another drive conversions on the WordPress site. And in particular, we've got two products right now. One is called Easy Pricing Tables, which makes those pricing grid comparison tables that you see on a lot of SaaS websites. So this is like where it's like 37 bucks a month for the basic option. Okay. Yeah, kind of like Basecamp style. And the idea is that like if I'm in the back end of tropicalmba.com, I want to make it look cool and I don't have of developer on staff exactly search the wp plugin directory and you'll come up exactly 
So it takes like two or three minutes to get a nice looking pricing table done. I get it. And what are your other products still? The other product, which we've just launched the first version of, is called Easy Opt-ins. And that just makes it really easy to create nice looking opt-in forms for bloggers and, you know, the WordPress sidebar. Okay. And it's the same concept. So, you know, it looks nice by default. You just go in there, add your API key, change the copy, and within like two or three minutes, you're done. So to give people an idea, what's the scale of your business right now? How long have you been in business and what's the revenue like? Okay, so... I got started about a year ago, but I've started to make revenue in January. And current revenue is like low to mid four figures. Basically, it's enough for me to have like a basic, decent lifestyle in Southeast Asia and also employ one full-time programmer in Vietnam and one part-time guy in Morocco. I think this is so cool because you had a e-commerce SEO consulting yep. business a year ago and you basically said, no, I'm going to go build products that I control, that I own, even though it's going to be smaller. What was going through your mind with that? And when you look at things like pricing tables and mm -hmm. opt-in forms, it's like you think, well, haven't a million people done this thing? Were you right. crazy? What was your mindset like at that time? Okay. Since I was doing e-commerce, I was thinking, you know, where do I want to be in the next, in like five years from now? Do I want to be doing physical products? Do I want to be doing software? And software just seemed a lot more appealing to me. I do have a little bit of a background. Like I used to program back in the day and I'm somewhat technical. I kind of figured that in the long run, I want to be doing software. And in particular, I want to be doing software as a service where you've got customers on a subscription and you're getting paid every month, which is a really, really nice business model. And then from there, I was just kind of working backwards to like, like what's the next step going to look like? Am I going to go from zero to hero and get a SaaS off the ground? And I'm not even sure like which niche I should go after. Or maybe I should just get started with something that's a smaller win, like something that's a little bit easier to get off the ground. Not necessarily monthly recurring, but just a one-time payment, but just something that's simpler to get off the ground. And that's kind of how I came up with the idea of doing a WordPress plugin. Well, how did you choose the pricing tables thing? I chose WordPress because I'm using WordPress a lot. And I've started to hear about some people having at least some success, kind of similar revenue to what I'm making right now in the WordPress plugin space. And it seemed pretty interesting. When I was doing the SEO consulting, I was actually like, you know, trying to like put together productized services. And I installed a couple of pricing table plugins on my website. And I even bought some on Code Canyon. But they all just kind of sucked. Like they weren't responsive and they just looked really ugly. And they were very difficult to use. So I just wasn't really satisfied with the existing options out there. So it's a typical case of me scratching my itch. But I think the other thing to consider here is that not only was I scratching my itch, but I also did market research. So I was looking at are the existing plugins doing at least okay and getting like How do you some... figure that out? So let's yeah. talk about the WordPress ecosystem. Okay. Two things. How can you go into the WordPress ecosystem and figure out who's doing well and what might be an opportunity? And also, how do people become your customer? Okay. So I'm in tropicalmba.com slash WP-admin. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this is kind of cool because I like that, you know, your product piggybacks on an existent user yeah. behavior. You don't have to go out and make people do something brand new. Right. They're already in there looking for plugins. So how do I go from, ah, man, I'd like to have a cool pricing table to actually paying you money? Basically, what you would do is you would probably go into your WordPress admin backend and then you would go to plugins, add new, and then there's like the search box and then you type in pricing tables. And then my free plugin is going to pop up. You're going to install it. And Why are you going to pop up? Is there SEO for plugins? There's like basic SEO. You want to make sure to include your keywords and you want to have good reviews and you want to make sure your plugin gets updated frequently. 
nobody of course really like knows the algorithm but it's like a very very simple algorithm it's not nearly as sophisticated as google you basically just want to have a good appearance like answer always, answer support tickets i always leave. click off to the developers websites and they're always terrible i mean your website is so cool by the way you could be a wordpress consultant i'm sure people hit you up for that all the time i mean your yeah. design skills are great yeah i don't really want to go down that route at this time it just seems like a better business model to sell a product than to build so, up like so I, an agency again I, I see your plugin i install mm-hmm. it i get to put a pricing table on my website yep. i'm off and fl- so how do you get money out of this right so we've got like a premium product which if you're like a power user maybe like around one percent or so of people that install the free plugin end up upgrading and you're just gonna get more features like you're gonna get different designs uh, that you can choose from you're gonna get like tool tips icons there's just a bunch of advanced features that the plugin how do i know to click through because i'm actually going to look at the plugin options go to the developer's website and upgrade from your website so i yeah. can't upgrade from my wp backend. exactly so, so this seems like a risky business model right because this is your only form of lead gen basically right so at this point i'm experimenting with affiliates and i'm getting like a little bit of traction there but it is basically that is mostly it so when you're in the back end, you're going to see like a, you know, kind of like a banner ad talking about all the benefits of the improved version of the plugin. And also we've got like our settings of the premium plugin in the free plugin, but you can't click on them. And when you click on them, you get like a prompt where it says you have to upgrade to the premium version to do so. Now, how do you learn how to do this? So they're good resources of people that are teaching these kind of things? It seems no, like- it's pretty small ecosystem still. So I was just looking at what other people are doing. And I think I just basically kind of copied some of the better ideas some of the better things that other developers did so how can people i mean go into this ecosystem and determine what's working for people what might be a profitable niche to go into there's like multiple types of business but one way to look at it is aspirin versus vitamin and aspirin is something where you have like a very immediate need like i've got a headache i need an aspirin vitamin is kind of preventive like oh i should take the vitamin c so i'm gonna <laughs> maybe live longer so but i don't really know salesman. so this business is definitely an aspirin business where people have the specific need of pricing tables you can go into the google keyword tool and you know see how many people search for that and it's not that many it's just like a couple hundred people that search for uh, wordpress pricing tables but i found is that the actual search volume within the wordpress directory is much much larger than in Google. And the other thing you can do is you can look at potential competitors' plugins, you know, other pricing table plugins, and you can just see how many downloads are they getting. Um, do they have like 100? So 000? the WordPress directory has a plugin count. Yep. And you see they're getting like 200 downloads every day. And then you can be like, well, they're getting 200 downloads. Assuming they're converting 1% of those into customers, they're making they're doing pretty good. Right. And it's also an idea of like, this is what the market wants. Maybe there's something that that plugin doesn't do that you know about. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, and there's a lot of other ecosystems like this that you could attach to. I mean, one of the things that you mentioned to me a while ago is that you're following this strategy of step up rather yeah. than go for the big swing. I mean, right, the stair step approach, as Rob Walling calls it. Yeah, tell me about it. We both love Rob Walling. Explain to me how that works in terms of your mindset. The basic idea is that it's very difficult to go from like zero and not having a product business to having like a SaaS that makes $20,000 a month in recurring revenue. It's just like a very, very difficult thing, but it's much easier to get like a small win, you know, like this WordPress plugin that is, this plugin is never going to make seven figures a year. It's probably never going to make six figures a year either, the Easy Pricing Tables plugin. It's like good enough as like a first step and you can kind of build up like a, you know, a team of developers and designers and like a customer base and just getting started covering living expenses you bring up a good point which is so you know you're funding your education you're putting cash in your coffers you're building your team yeah so one of the things that i'm interested in when people are doing business on amazon or mm-hmm. they're attaching themselves to other ecosystems is at what rate do you own these relationships with the customer so what's your customer asset look like well so the customers that do 
purchase from me, I've got their email address and okay. the information because it's on my website. So the way it works, they click on the banner ad, they go to my website and I've got a shopping cart installed there. And then if they buy it, they get added to my email list. So I own all of that. In the case with WordPress, the free installs, like I, there's not really like any way for me to say, get the email address of everybody that installs it for free. One thing that I do is after installing the free plugin, like they get like a small pop-up where they can sign up for a five-day crash course on how to build highly converting pricing tables and they can enter the email address there. So I'm getting like some people to sign up for that. And that's like one way, at least for me to, you know, market to them. Here's an ignorant question, but would it be possible to search the web for like your specific code base and see all the websites that have installed your plugin and then reach out to those webmasters? Yeah, that would be possible. I've thought about that. Just one of the things that <laughs> I might get to at some point. <laughs> okay, so I'm curious to understand the barriers to entry here. Mm -hmm. How difficult is it to develop a software app like this because i'm sure a lot of people are going to look at your story and say i'd love to get out of consulting i'd love to build a product i don't build software mm -hmm. so can you give us an idea of like timeline and scope and do you feel like non-technical people could take on this challenge yeah i think especially building a wordpress plugin or probably also a shopify app something that's on a kind of piggybacking of an existing platform it's just going to be much easier and much faster Again, also from a technical point of view, not just from a business point of view, then getting a you know completely new SaaS off the ground where there's all kinds of stuff you have to worry about. So I think it's pretty simple. And even if you're non-technical, you know, you should be able to hire somebody. I think that I could have... So I built Easy Pricing Tables myself, first version. But right now I'm not really touching the code base that much anymore since I've got those developers. But I think in retrospect, I could have probably spec'd out the plugin and how I did it develop. And I think the first version, which was just a free version, not the premium plugin, but I could have probably gotten it done for like $1,000 or so. Um, $1,000? Yeah, like a, a basic version and not the premium version that I'm selling right now, but just like a basic kind of bare bones version to, you know, throw up in the directory and see if it gets some traction. So um, walk me through that process then. How would you find somebody to build this for a thousand bucks for you? And what kind of spec would you need to deliver to them? In terms of the spec, if you're non-technical, I would probably create some mockups, maybe use a tool like Balsamic. That's what I use. The design assets as well. If you're doing pricing tables, you probably want to get some nice looking pricing tables so you can hire a designer or, or actually with the free version of the plugin, I'm just piggybacking off like an open source design library. So the pricing tables, um, they weren't like even designed by me. I'm right, just using right. like open source. I use Sketch the software to do this yep. and what i'll do is i'll just take screenshots and drop them into sketch and, and move things around and yep. i have a perspective which is similar to something that you mentioned in the notes here is that if you're going to get into the software game deciding where the buttons goes if you're a bootstrapping entrepreneur is your job yeah like your product is the buttons yeah your product is what this thing looks like yeah so don't you can't go to odesk and like hire some graphic designer and i see this all the time like usability is the product yeah absolutely so i think that's much more important than the code you just it's so important that both the front end what the you know the pricing tables that the users end up seeing but also the user interface um it's just so important that it looks nice and it's easy to use and i think that's a as john myers would also say it's a competitive advantage it's one way in which you can differentiate yourself and i think especially within the wordpress directory the wordpress community there's a lot of programmers with very little sense of design so I think there is a real opportunity there to look at existing stuff and figure out if you can make it easier to use. Right. And I'd like to say that, and I've been through these ropes, a lot of the people that 
are best at quote design are not designers. They're people who take an interest in what users are doing with products. They care about users. You do not have to have a degree. You do not have to be able to use Photoshop. You have to care about your users. Yeah. And I think that that's what software entrepreneurs are focused on. They're focused on how users behave with their products. Before we get into some of those behavioral items, how would you hire somebody for a thousand bucks? Well, so I think first of all, I would hire hourly. It just seems like your specification would have to be so in-depth and exact if you want to get a per-project pricing. I think it just doesn't make sense, okay. at least for you know the way I approach it. I would go on Odesk and you know freelancer.com and people per hour and try to get somebody on there. And I did write a blog post about this process a while ago. And I would basically, you know, get applicants and then have them do a test project and then choose the one who, you know, takes the least time and writes the nicest. And how did you find your current developers? So one of them I found on, I believe, people per hour. And the Vietnamese guy who's full time, I found him on, I think, vietnamworks.com. And what does a Vietnamese developer go for? And tell me what it's like to work with him. He's $500 per month. And he lives in Da Nang, which is cheaper region. So it's a little bit cheaper there than Hanoi and Saigon. He's 25. So he's got like maybe two or three years. Do you work with him on a daily basis in Slack? Yeah. So his English is good enough to get work done, but sometimes it's a bit difficult to talk to him. So we're mostly using chat on Slack and Trello. So that's how I work with him. But here's the thing. If you don't know anything about programming and if you need somebody to do all of the heavy lifting for you, you can't get a guy for 500 bucks a month. It might make sense even to, you know, like a Westerner and, you know, pay premium and pay like 50 or $60 an hour for it. Then you're probably not going to be able to get it done for a grant. Though. If you're completely non-technical, you need like somebody who is, I think, like a trusted consultant, not just somebody who can write code for you. You know, you started Easy Pricing Tables a year ago. Yep. Now, knowing what you know, you've built yourself a, a small lifestyle business off of this mm-hmm. product alone. What would you do differently if you could go back a year? I really think I would try to launch faster. I would have probably hired somebody from the get-go to build the plugin. So I would still have learned basic WordPress programming because I think it's important. At least it's very useful um, to have a basic understanding of what's going on. So I would have still done that. I would have done like some basic courses, you know, spent like two or three weeks learning how to code WordPress. But I would have outsourced the product from the beginning. And I think outsourcing the product development would have also allowed me to focus a little bit more on design and usability. There's this thing where if you're both designing the product and writing it yourself. You have to be very, very disciplined to not make decisions that are easy to program, but maybe less than ideal for the usability, for the user interface. So if I were to, you know, redo easy pricing tables, I've actually got thoughts of maybe redoing the interface from scratch because I think while the interface is easy to use, there's definitely some compromises that I made because I was designing and developing at the same time. For people that are interested in making a successful Uh ecosystem plugin, like what are some things that you've learned about interface design over the well, last year? So I think the biggest thing with easy pricing tables is that I would have built a live preview. So what you're doing right now, the user interface is, it's quite abstract. So, you know, you can like reorder the columns and you add the features in there and you kind of get a sense of what it might look like. But then basically after you make all those changes, you have to like hit the button and then like a new window opens and then you see what it looks like. So it is a little bit abstract and I would like to read it at some point in the future. That's one of the things we did different with easy opt-ins is where you've got like this live preview and you basically see what the opt-in form that you're working on exactly looks like on the live website. 
that's the biggest thing. General principle is just to sort of like don't make me think. So basically, if you're using a software, you just like want to use as little brain power as possible. So just like assume that your users are you know stupid not because they are stupid because they don't care yeah not because they are stupid but they just want to use as little brain power as possible on you know using your tool because they've other more important things going on in their lives than using some software right if people are thinking you know maybe they'd like to get into this start small take the step ladder approach up to bigger and better things as you build and basically cash flow your education mm-hmm. doing the types of work that you want to do in a five-year trajectory what do you think are some next steps for some people what are some opportunities that they could look into so that they could kind of repeat what you've done yeah so i think the wordpress ecosystem is still very very interesting there's a couple other ecosystems magento for e-commerce shopify and i think there's a couple other open source e-commerce platforms that also have a big user base and the nice thing with those is that oftentimes you can charge a lot more for your products than you can in the wordpress world where you've got more of a kind of like a prosumer kind of customer where you know maybe it's like a photographer that is kind of like building a website on the side for his own business but in the e-commerce world you have jobs making millions a year and they're more likely to spend like $200 $200 on a product instead of $29 or $39. Right. And what is your pricing currently? What's your pricing okay. strategy? So with easy pricing tables, we've got a personal plan which gives you a license for one website and that's $29 and includes one year of updates and support. And then we've got like a five-site license, which is 49 and an agency license for unlimited sites. That's 149 And how do you regulate who uses what? Or is it just the, the Boy Scouts honor? We do have a licensing system. So if you're interested in building WordPress plugins, I would recommend you use Easy Digital Downloads, which is a shopping cart. And they've got an extension, which allows you to generate software licenses for the plugins that you sell. Okay. But WordPress is open source. So... Somebody could just go in and, you know, remove the licensing code from the plugin and send it to their friends. And there's nothing we can do. And it's, he's not even breaking the law. People just seem to be happy, you know, to pay for a nice product Very that cool. saves them time and money. Well, and you were also kind enough to give us a list of links that have inspired you along your journey. So maybe we can flush that out a little bit this afternoon and at this post. Yeah. If people want to follow up with you, if they want to listen to your podcast, we'll have a host of links at this one. So, okay. David, thanks for inspiring a lot of the show editing a lot of it being behind it and coming by when you do something new and cool and we hope you'll come by when you launch your next product yeah get was finally here to talk business yeah <laughs> hey thanks for listening to the tropical mba podcast you can go to tropicalmba.com get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies load up your ipod that is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight we will see you next thursday morning 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.